Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Will Fulton, and this is Thrillist Explorers. When the most famous part of your borough is actually the public transportation that takes you to and from said borough, that's usually not a good sign. But the Staten Island Ferry launches from the southern tip of Manhattan. It's totally free. And it does come with some spectacular views of the Statue of Liberty, the downtown skyline, and some island. It's so windy. (laughs) What's that over there? That's Governor's Island, I think. Governor's or Ellis? We're such bad New Yorkers. It was Governor's Island, by the way. But it's also important to note your optimal Staten Island ferry experience starts well before you step on the boat. Let's rewind about 15 minutes when my partner Keller and I were standing in the terminal waiting to board. There's a Thrillist article that has very specific, like, loading instructions. We go to the right. Really? Yeah, that's how they get, like, the good seats. Thrillist, tips for boarding Staten Island ferry. Speed your way over the right landing platform and walk up the right staircase to the top level. Walk all the way, multiple L's, all the way back to the back of the boat, through the doors, and you now have a front row seat, literally, to all the astonishing views and landmarks. Okay. Once you've secured your spot, send someone down for another 24-ounce can of brew. Ooh. So we followed the article's advice, thank you, Thrillist, and found ourselves front and center of the boat with Modelo Tallboys in hand. Yeah, it's good. We did well. That actually worked. The <laughs> yeah. <were> correct. <laughs> the Staten Island Ferry just might be the island's most famous export, besides the Wu-Tang Clan or Pete Davidson. Its bright orange boats were shuffling close to 75,000 passengers per day between northern Staten Island and lower Manhattan. Now it's about half that, thanks to the pandemic. The ferry has been featured in movies like The Dark Knight and Spider-Man Homecoming, and also one very popular episode of Sex and the City. And for a lot of Staten Islanders, it's actually a source of pride. Hello, my name is Roseanne Caruana. 
I am the New York City Department of Transportation Staten Island Borough Commissioner. If you want to find out anything about the Staten Island Ferry and about Staten Island in general and about DOT in general, uh, if I don't know it, probably nobody else knows it. <laughs> Yeah, so, so the Staten Island Ferry began operating, I would say, back to the 1800s. So it's, 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 it's an iconic mode of transportation. It is Staten Island's uh, number one connector to, uh, I, I like to say, to the rest of the world. And it's almost like our golden ticket out here for Staten Islanders. So yeah, we consider that our golden ticket. Everyone does the same exact thing. Where can I get tickets? And when, you know, when we tell people that it's free, they're like, wait, it's free? We can get on there and not pay? I'm like, yep, last free thing in New York City. And the reason it's free dates back to the early 90s, when the city government wanted to make the other four boroughs more accessible to Staten Islanders, who, in classic Staten Island fashion, were feeling a little isolated. But no, it's actually, it benefits everyone. And in, in a sense, I think it, it actually encourages people in a way to come to Staten Island. So if you're in Manhattan and you have nothing to do, and you say, hey, let's just take a ferry ride over. You know, come to Staten Island, you know, come visit. There's lots to do out here. But that leads us to a phenomenon that in many ways encapsulates this episode's entire thesis. A lot of people will take the ferry, see the sights, grab a beer, but then turn right back around and go back to Manhattan. You know, I'm not happy about that, to be honest. I wish that people would just, you know, get off the boat. There's so much to do, and you can go to Snug Harbor, which is a beautiful, beautiful center, Snug Harbor Center. Uh, you can go to Fort Wadsworth and walk around. There's beautiful hills and views of the Verrazano Bridge. Um, and there's so much to do, even just along Bay Street and Richmond Terrace. I mean, there's restaurants to go to. There's a Staten Island Museum actually right across the street. And we've been trying really hard with the Chamber of Commerce and a lot of other folks on Staten Island to get them to stay here for a couple of hours. You know, this has been our, our, our goal for several years, I have to be honest. Staten Island is known as the fifth borough, and it lives largely in the shadows of Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, and even the equally underrated Bronx. Even native New Yorkers rarely venture there. It's relegated to the same status as Long Island or even New Jersey. It's part of the city, but not really. In this episode, we're gonna spend a day in Staten Island, meeting some local islanders who love their borough and highlighting some things to do if or when you decide to make the trek yourself, which you totally should. Because even one ferry ride to Staten Island can literally change your life. My dad told me when he moved here around the 90s that um, it was so hard to find Sri Lankan people, and that's how he kind of bumped into my mom. Uh, he said, like, he tells everyone, like, the first woman, uh, Sri Lankan woman he met was my mom. And they met at the Staten Island Ferry, which is the crazy part. On the ferry? On the ferry. No way. It's really crazy. I mean, I have friends who also are couples, and they met each other from the ferry. It's The ferry is not only a boat ride, but you can might find your love. I mean, if you want to find love, come down to Staten Island. <laughs> One and a half miles away from the ferry terminal, a small stretch on Bay Street, just off the Upper Bay, right across the river from Brooklyn, is known colloquially as Little Sri Lanka, where one of the world's biggest Sri Lankan communities outside of Sri Lanka resides. And the centerpiece of the neighborhood, in the opinion of many, is the restaurant La Cruana and the Sri Lankan Museum. So my name is Julia Vijay Singha. Uh, I own the Sri Lankan Museum down here in Staten Island. We also have a restaurant called La Cruana, which is like one block away from each other. The restaurant where I sat down with Julia 
looks like a temple on the outside with an expansive mural, gold painted doors, and statues flanking the entrance. And on the inside, well, it's one of the most elaborately decorated restaurants I have ever been in. My dad's goal was to kind of make you feel like you're in Sri Lanka without a passport. So you're just walking into uh, Sri Lanka in New York City. The walls are all done in bamboos and kabuk, which is like a certain type of rock that we use to build houses in Sri Lanka. So when you're like looking at the wall, you're actually looking into a window. We have like the doors, the ceiling, um, the roofing. So you're basically walking into an outdoor of a house. And that's kind of like a, a, like a, like a village house in Sri Lanka. And naturally, visitors get a little preoccupied with taking photos of the statues and the hanging lanterns and the many, many pieces of art on the wall. And like, I wonder, they're like taking so many pictures without eating their food. I'm like, come on, are you gonna eat your food or what? I mean, a lot of people say like Sri Lankan food is like Indian food, but if I can tell one difference is that we use coconut milks into our curry, so it's not too heavy, so no dairy at all. When it comes to our curry, we're strictly coconut milk based. I don't think there's like any type of cuisine <laughs> that we don't incorporate coconut. So I definitely, if you like coconut, uh, definitely try Sri Lankan food. <laughs> And when I asked her what dish would be best for me, a complete Sri Lankan food novice, she had an answer ready. Definitely the lump rice. That's like over like a 300 year old recipe. It's like a little buffet in one plate because we have so many varieties of curry. It has like eggplant, uh, sini sambal, which is like sweet onion. And we have banana curry, cashew nut curry, uh, fried boiled egg, and whatever meat that you choose. Um, and it works with any type of meat. And it comes with yellow uh, rice in the base. And it's like wrapped in a banana leaf. So it's really cool. You're, you're opening up the banana leaf and everything's laid out. And we always recommend that. I tried the Lamp Lampress, by the way, and it made me so mad there isn't a Sri Lankan restaurant on every block in this city. Julia, who was about to graduate from college, opened up a Sri Lankan museum in high school in the restaurant's basement. This made her the youngest museum curator in the world, and the museum itself is the only Sri Lankan museum in the world outside of Sri Lanka. I started off my museum when I was 15. That was like when I kind of got the idea uh, because I always see my dad design. Like if you see the decor, this is exactly how it's like at my house. My dad has like all these artifacts, antiques all around, even in my room. I don't even have a choice to design my own room. There's literally antique in my room and there's like, he surprised me with it because I went to Sri Lanka last year and when I came back, my whole room was just like not my place. Were you, were you mad? <laughs> I wasn't mad, but I actually like, I'm like a historic, like a historic geek. So he really, he got lucky that he has a daughter that likes it too. You know, a lot of people didn't know where Sri Lanka was, and I went to uh, Notre Dame Academy, which is an all-girls school here on Staten Island. Um, I was the only Sri Lankan girl. <laughs> so uh, it was kind of, uh, you know, the spotlight was real. And I kind of got tired of talking about it, and I was like, you know what, let me have like a place where I can just present Sri Lanka all around me. Like, I used to be insecure about calling it a museum because when you compare it to a museum here in New York City, they're huge. I mean, I used to call it a gallery, even though we had the sign. But it was just so hard for me because I had some... I mean, I, as an 18-year-old girl, just imagine the amount of insecurities you have, especially going to all-girls schools, too. Um, but now I feel more confident. Now I have my own place, which is a block away. So people who have Sri Lankan food, they also get the chance to also learn about the history as well. So it's kind of an all-rounded place.
One thing that I have in the museum is, uh, is the section of the Vedas, which is about the indigenous people in Sri Lanka. So when I met the leader of the indigenous people when I was just 15 too, I have the picture of, with him, and he actually gave me his bow and arrows that he actually used. So that's like my favorite part of the museum. And also my grandma's sitar, for sure. So there's a lot of sentimental stuff too. You know, when you go to New York City, there's so it's so big and it's hard to find your place. And it's crazy, like everybody knows each other somehow, which is like really cool about Staten Island. And, uh, and if you don't have any friends, there's so many friends out here who would want to be your friend too. <laughs> La Cruana has an all-you-can-eat buffet option on the weekends. So ideally, you start your Staten Island trip off here and then, of course, visit Julia's museum. We have links to both in our description. Leaving Little Sri Lanka, we headed west, basically across the entire island to visit Elm Park and meet up with the dude who is basically exactly the type of person you'd expect to encounter on Staten Island. So Daniel, uh, what did you have for breakfast this morning? All right, so donut canceled me. I did a couple pieces of gluten-free toast, some avocado, and all the easy eggs. Why would you get canceled for that? It's usually not my mojo, but you know, a good healthy breakfast, and then I could eat like a gavon the rest of the day, you know? Daniel Mondello is much, much better known on the internet as Meals by Cooj, as he runs a TikTok and Instagram account that is followed by literal millions. Cugine means, uh, the real word in Italian is cugino or cugina, which means cousin. So Meals by Cooj is like Meals by Cuz. So cuisine's just a cousin. Everyone's my cousin, you know? I normally eat sandwiches or pizzas. You know, I kind of got a little Italian flair to it. And yeah, I just kind of, I, I review sandwiches in the most vulgar way possible, but still with some clash, you know what I mean? I keep the Staten Island clash with it, you know? So it's a little of both, you know, but it's all comedy, you know what I mean? I ain't trying to hurt nobody's business here. As he is a native Staten Islander, we asked Daniel to take us to one place on the island that he really, really loved. And he chose Danino's, an old school pizzeria that is routinely ranked among the city's best, which would obviously put it in the running for the best pizza in the entire country. Beautiful. What did you order? We got the Danino's white pie. It's kind of funny, every time you order that, they go, do you know what that is? Because they do it different here, you know? They throw the ricotta cheese, but they also throw white onions in there, a little, little zinger which I, I like white onions on my pie. So it's just mint, the crust is mint, the undertone, oh my God, beautiful. I grew up coming here, you used to go to, uh, how, how we doing? <laughs> how are you? So when we were sitting at the bar in Danino's, which basically looks like every other old school Italian tavern, and I mean that in a good way, the lunch rush started coming in and we actually had trouble talking because Everyone walking in immediately recognized Daniel. You get that a lot? Yeah, every day. Really? Like, like every day, every day. Like, I can't leave my house. <laughs> I guess, good, though. Yeah, it's such a recognizable face, you know? So we went to the back room to finish our pizza and talk a little bit about Staten Island pride. A lot of people say we're not really, like, a part of the boroughs, which, you know, they can go scratch their ass, in my opinion. But we are, you know what I mean? We're like the only one not connected, I think. The other four are like all entwined. You can get to the other boroughs easily. Here you gotta take a fucking $20 bridge or a ferry. 
Plus, people just like shit on Staten Island because of the Staten Island dump, which has been closed for over 20 years. I understand like why Staten Island's a little, you know, forgotten. And we are forgotten. We always get the shit end of the stick when it comes to New York City, you know what I mean? When it snows out, you know, our roads aren't as plowed as like the other boroughs. You know, we don't get, we're like the red-headed stepchild over here, you know? But we take it how it comes and uh, we still got better pizza than the rest of them, so fuck them. So after Danino's, as every true Staten Islander knows, the move is to go across the street and grab some dessert at Ralph's Italian Ices, another local legend. I love that it's iconic Staten Island. It's Ralph's Ices. Everyone's like, oh, we got Ralph's in Long Island. We got Ralph's here. No, no, no. Ralph's started here, Port Richmond, Staten Island. They come out with new flavors every year. Me, I'm like a 12-year-old. I like birthday cake, which, you know, some people will say is a little bit of a sin, but, you know, they can go scratch. It's just overall a quality spot, and I'm like, proud it's from Staten Island, you know? Listen, Staten Island's not as much as a shithole as everybody says. It's a nice place to grow up. You know, everyone's lovely here. Well, not everybody, you know what I mean? But it's a classy spot, you know? There's a lot of characters, a lot of fun things to do. It's still close to the city, so, you know, it's a nice train and a ferry ride over, and you're into the hustle and bustle of the city. But it's a nice little peace, quiet, suburban-ish. You know, it's the most suburban you're going to get in New York City. That's for sure. And if you consider it New York City, you know. It's, it's, it's officially part of New York City. Technically is, you know. I pay New York City tax, yeah. so fuck it. It's New York City. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break, but when we get back... Did you know that Staten Island has an abandoned fort you can explore and hike and even camp around? Yeah, me neither. We have that and a whole lot more. Stick around. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Along with this sentiment of great food and a distinct sense of community, the other facet of Staten Island that locals kept bringing up is the space, the open areas, the parks. There are actual hikes you can take in Staten Island. So Keller and I decided to venture to a recreation area right below one of the island's most iconic features. All right, so we are directly underneath the mighty Verrazano Bridge. We're in Fort's Fort Wadsworth, Wadsworth, a national recreation area. Yes. Part of the national park system, which we love. Shout out to the NPS. <laughs> it's cool. A lot of people are here jogging, riding bikes. Walking their dogs. It's right by the water, too. 
Oh wow, Lord. yeah. Here we go. And there's the city skyline. This is cool. Wow. Fort Wadsworth is right on the water. There's an actual beach you can camp on in the summer with great views of the city skyline. And there's an actual abandoned fort there too. Hence the name. These platforms are all that remain of gun batteries from the late 1800s and early 1900s, designed to attack swift destroyers or minesweepers attempting to dash into New York Harbor. None ever tried. <laughs> yeah. So it was all the waste of money. Thought so. By the mid-1860s, bigger, accurate guns could destroy a stone fort like this, so it was compromised and became obsolete almost before its last stones were laid. Oh. Again, mismanaged funds. And while it was occupied with children and dogs and outdoor enthusiasts, the sprawling abandoned buildings did provide a certain mood. Um, not totally unlike the setting for a horror movie. Yeah, <laughs> uh, not something where I'd want to walk alone. It's slight, it's getting a little dark. Uh, I'm turning this on in case we need to record our untimely deaths. <laughs> We're down a little trail, too. There's just, like, so many little... Abandoned Yeah, like, nooks. twists and turns. Ew, what's that? I feel like we could go in there if we were, like... We could go in, in there. high school? And yeah. Leave. I mean, these are... There's, like, little places to crawl in. Ew. Should we climb up this? Yeah. Let's, let's check out these doors first. I'm super creeped out by this. Yeah, it's very creepy stone brick structures that have but they're not rotting, fenced off rotting doors like rotting you could climb through all of that doors all right i think we should just at least look in no. i'm just gonna look in oh it's dank and musty holy shit oh man so after totally chickening out and running out of that abandoned tunnel at this point, it had been at least two hours since we ate something, so we decided to check another legendary Staten Island eatery off our list, the Royal Crown Bakery in Old Town. It is always crowded, has an enormous seating area, and its glass display cases are filled with a kaleidoscopic array of the best-looking pastries you've ever seen. Well, I got this, which they said was one of the most popular things, a cheesecake cone. The cone. The cone. And then I got like a mini cannoli. cannoli. Everything is sprinkled in powdered sugar. It's amazing. Ooh, that looks so good. Yum! Oh, holy crap. It's good to dip in the cap. Good. I love cheesecake. This is like one of the best things I've ever had in my mouth. <laughs> So this is our homemade chocolate bread, which uh, has been around for 25 years. We use white and dark chocolate in it, very popular. And here we have our homemade uh, rainbow cookies and our pignoli cookies. Pignoli cookies that have pignoli nuts on top and the bottom. And again, they're all authentic uh, family recipes in the, in the family for years. That was Frank Galano, one of the owners of Royal Crown. We'll hear more from him in one second, but first, we gotta talk about this chocolate bread. Oh my God, I'm obsessed. <laughs> like. You know how much I love bread. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm sorry, but we have to take this home. We got to. I will carry it around all day. <laughs> <laughs> 
my mouth. It's so good. Oh, unbelievable. It really <laughs> is like just like a yummy dinner loaf with chocolate in it. That's what I mean. Like it's not like a cinnamon swirl loaf. No. Like it's not sweet. It's, it's just really like really good bread. That also has chocolate in it. Okay, here's Frank. Royal Crown in Staten Island opened in 97, 1997. It's just a very comfortable and a happy environment. You know, you come here in a suit, you come in shorts and slippers, and um, we have, uh, thank God, we have a lot of regulars that come every day. They just love the environment. It's very comfortable, peaceful, and good food. You know, old recipes that not many people make anymore today. That's pretty much it. It really is. It seems like you have a lot of regulars. Like, I, I see people coming in and they know everyone's name. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yeah, so many regulars. They just love it. And they, uh, we're closed on Mondays now. And a lot of people are very upset. <laughs> As we've come to learn, Staten Island is a place that values tradition, community, and eating and drinking. Like, a lot. And the last stop on our fun-filled Staten Island adventure was Leedy's Shore Inn on the literal banks of the west side of the island. It's a tiny bar in a skinny brick building with candles in the window. It's also an excellent place to grab a pint and hear some old stories. And almost immediately when we walked in, we started hearing those stories. Without even asking, John, the longtime bartender, showed us the bar's antique phone booth where Madonna filmed part of her 1986 video, Papa Don't Preach. Yeah, she did part of it in there. Does it still work? Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Larry Leedy's grandfather, great-grandfather, Jacob Leedy, opened it and owned it. And then his grandfather ran it, and then his father ran it. See that sign that says Leedy Shore Inway? That's on the corner down there. For the 100th anniversary in um, 2005, they renamed that the corner over there, Leedy Shore Inway, because of the 100th anniversary. It's an old bar, obviously, and does get a little sleepy during the day. But it also gets pretty raucous here at night. A lot of dancing goes on, a lot of music, a lot of rock and roll, a lot of tremendous musicians. Jimmy Mack plays every Wednesday and Saturday. Jimmy had a couple great albums in the like, late 60s, early 70s. He was a band called the Mack Truck Band. So Larry, Larry Leedy, he just ran out the liquor store. He should be back shortly. He can, any questions that I can answer, he can. And right on cue, Larry Leedy walked in with his arms full of liquor bottles. These young folks are uh, asking me some questions. Hi. Um, this is Larry Leedy. The, the name Lee. Hi, Larry. Nice to, to meet you. I'm Will, and this is uh, Keller. Keller and Will. They're definitely not Staten Island. Staten Island is kind of unique. You don't know if they're. I'm not even Italian. I'm 100. percent I'm American. Right? I'm Irish descent. You would never know, right? Right? Talking like this. You seem kind of Italian. Yeah, yeah. Come on, look at the nose. The Irish nose. Come on. <laughs> oh yeah. Larry is a lifelong Staten Islander. He grew up and still lives above the bar. And he's seen the borough change around him and, in some ways, leave him behind. I found out in life that when you stay in one spot too long, like me, you become a stranger. I am a stranger now. No one knows me. 20 years ago, everybody knew me. I'd have to hide from people, hide. 
Okay, now I sit outside this bar up until about five years ago. If I had a quarter for every beep, I'd be a millionaire. You know how many beats I get now? Maybe two a day. It's the clock, the clock, the clock gets here. So you, you become a stranger. But Leedy's is truly a spot that history has passed through and also imbibed in. We have a, I've had a guy uh, that was on the Titanic in 1912. At the time, he was 81 years old, 1961. I'm more than 51, so I was 10. And in 1961, he was like 86. His name was Herbie Dykes. He survived the Titanic and drank in this bar. And like most buildings that are 100-plus years old, there are some resident ghosts. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got other things. Oh, it's just haunted. This place is haunted. I think it's my great-grandmother. I remember over there looking and said, can I hear it? And I could actually hear it. Leave, 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 leave. We heard the phone booth is still haunted by Madonna's Madonna smell. smell. <laughs> I said, you smell, I said, you smell a seat. Within a few hours and several shots, we were thick in the middle of a stranger's birthday party, where locals gave us free pizza and cake while we listened to Jimmy Mack and made some new friends. We realized that Staten Island isn't a hidden wonderland, necessarily, but it is a place with great food and stellar bars and, above all else, a community of locals who are more than willing to accept you with open arms and sing along to a Maggie Mae cover with you. Which really, what more do you want out of a day trip, right? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. All right, that is it for us. Thank you so much for listening. This episode was edited and mixed by the miraculous Noah Murphy. Special thanks to Jim D'Amico, Megan Kirsch, Brett Kushner, and Emily Feld. We will be back with a new episode next week. See you then. Thanks. Bye.